Alex Rain is a human being. His life is more dangerous with each sunrise. Alex Rain will be destroyed somehow, some way. He should die for what he's done. Get out! In a future false world, he stands for truth. He's a cop, all right. In a violent world, violence is his life. He knows he must face the human condition alone. It takes more than flesh and blood to be human, Alex. I can't feel anything anymore. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And today we're continuing our summer special with 1992's Nemesis. Yes, this week we are covering cult classic 1992 Nemesis, directed by Albert Pune, starring Olivier Grunier. And I'm getting tired of doing this voice, so... Just stop doing it. Uh, yes, Olivier Grunier. Mm-hmm. Kickboxer, Olivier Grunier. Yep. Kari Hiroki, sorry, Hiroyuki Tagawa as Angie Lib, uh, Marjorie Monaghan as Jared... And uh, I guess Nicholas Guest as Jermaine are mm -hmm. the pertinent actors in this movie. So basically the uh, plot is about a uh, cop that gets pulled into a conspiracy. He's also part cyborg and he begins to lose his humanity along the way. And he has to fight to reclaim it as well as stop a plot that's centered around wiping out humanity from the face of the earth in a cyberpunk future. Hmm, tell us if you heard that before. Well, it has similarities with um, Terminator, except for there's no time travel plot and the main character is part cyborg himself spoilers no time travel plot yet this <laughs> is the first movie in a series of which the fifth one is currently in production yeah all these years later they're still making them which is really strange but so as i had said this is directed by albert pune mm -hmm. which you may remember from our previous episode episodes as being director of um the sword of the sorcerer and the randy favorite Radioactive Dreams. Yep. It's another film that's different from the other ones. All three <laughs> films are completely different yes, from I'll each say, other. Yes, I'll say that. So, with that said, what's your impression of this film? My impression of the film is that it is a uh, definitely a product of its time, a very na 1992 cyberpunk uh, thriller movie straight out of that era. Actually, um, it's probably a couple years late to that because I think... That trend was late 80s, maybe 90s. It's post-Blade Runner, pre-Matrix. Yeah, there was a period um, of cyberpunk where there was very heavily uh, on cyberpunk and cop themes. Actually, I'll, I'll let me rephrase that. It's it's post-Blade Runner, but pre-Johnny Mnemonic, because that's earlier than The Matrix. Well, yeah, but uh, the movie, I, I don't think the movie was... The movie version of that was for another couple of years. I don't remember. That, that's what I'm going from, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Anyway, uh, my impressions of it is, is uh, it's different from the other two movies I've seen from him. It's a lot more of a straightforward thriller slash action movie with cyberpunk themes. It's kind of hard to really go into. But what'd you think? What do you mean, what did I think? Because it's also your review. You don't leave the score yet. It's just what well, did you I think? know. Overall, I enjoyed it. I like cyberpunk movies. I like cop movies. And I like uh, these sorts of conspiracy type theories. And I like action movies. So I enjoyed it. I liked it better than Sword and Sorcerer. Probably not as much as Radioactive Dreams, though. I'm starting to think that Radioactive Dreams may be his high point for Albert Pune. 
Because this movie, well, better than The Sword of the Sorcerer. Mm. Not by much. There's, I just... There's something about the movie that to me that is just like very bland mm-hmm. all the way through. There's nothing wrong with it looking cheap because it's mm-hmm. it's very much in the vein of the canon films we've watched, which yep. is not a problem in this case. You can tell that it's a lower budget. You can tell it this, that, and the other, but there's something about this movie that just kind of leaves me going, mm-hmm. meh. Well, that's probably the it's acting. Like, it's like, oh, boy, yeah. yeah. I'll get into that in a minute, minute but there's... A mixture of the acting, mm-hmm. the action wasn't what I was expecting. It's a lot of people just standing there aiming a gun and shooting while people running away. Mm-hmm. There's some explosions that are pretty nice, but overall, the, it's like everything about this movie is just like, okay, we're doing this as quickly as possible, and it wasn't very exciting, which will let me roll right over into the low point of this film. Mm-hmm. The acting in this <laughs> film is atrocious. Two of I, the characters in particular, and it, they're the two of the main characters. And and one of those two main characters we're, we're we're putting in air quotes here because she's not introduced until the final third of the movie. Well, she shows up before then, but she doesn't really do anything. Doesn't speak. She doesn't do anything or speak. And then when she shows up, she's the main part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But both her, which I'll I'll say right now, uh, she's it's Max Impact as played by Merle Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Both both Merle and. Olivier, uh, they can barely speak English. <laughs> yeah, it's very noticeable, too. And these are the people we're supposed to be getting our exposition from. Mm. And they barely speak English, or legible English. Mm. Well, we know why they had to cast um, the guy as the main character, because that was... So you want the inside baseball on that part? Well. Yeah. So, uh, prior to watching this movie, I, I do this a lot with them, is I don't read the plot synopsis, I don't check out the reception... But I'll look into the development and the production. Mm-hmm. In the case of this film, um, Albert Pune and uh, the writer, one second, it's Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's, it's Rebecca Charles. Had yeah. a very um, set vision for it. At first, it was just a conspiracy with no cyberpunk elements. But mm-hmm. then he said, okay, let me put this 20 years in the future and add both it on cyberpunk elements. And the lead character was going to be Alex Rain, which it was in this movie, mm-hmm. as played by. Uh, initially uh, about a late 20s, 30-year-old woman, mm-hmm. and then he retooled it further to be a 13-year-old girl with a lot of the same pinnings, but not quite with the cybernetics and mm-hmm. cyborgs and stuff like that. This movie was originally set to be made under canon before they collapsed. Yeah. So it's kind of a future canon thing. Yeah, this yeah. would have been... This is like a, the spiritual successor to it as... This would have been a canon Distributed film. by Imperial. Yeah, this would have been a canon film. So when... To get this off the ground, because this was a passion project of him. Mm-hmm. To get this off the ground, after the success of Cyborg, Imperial Film said, sure, we'll let you do this. But we have this guy, this French kickboxer named Olivier Grunier. Mm-hmm. Gruner, sorry, Gruner. I keep saying Grunier because I keep saying it. Right. Olivier Gruner. Yeah. We'll let you make the film, but you have to... He has to be the lead. So, mm-hmm. after going much back and forth, they said, sure, but that's the only thing of my vision that we'll compromise on. I'll change the lead character to be this 30-something-year-old boxer instead of the 13-year-old that I, mm-hmm. 13-year-old the protagonist we were originally going to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that was a poor choice well, for I think this one. They could have picked a better actor, really. It, yes. That was the problem with the movie. Is I, 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 think like they, I think they saw his work on, uh, like, the director Albert Poon's work on Cyborg and said, 
we want a Jean-Claude Van Damme guy to be part of our company. Let's push this kickboxer. And then let's barely use this kickboxer's skills in this film. You also have to remember this is 1992. This is right in the middle of the whole uh, action movie craze was still going on with uh, Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme and Sylvester Stallone. So these guys were still, you know, big at the time. So obviously they thought we should have our own, you know, action hero to and I, capitalize. And, and I love that this did. is still in the lowlights here, but... He is so uncharismatic mm-hmm. that I I don't like to touch my phone during these film watching, but I kept reaching it. But I was doing research on the mm-hmm. film instead of watching the film because every time he was on the screen, I got bored. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. It's like, it's, for supposedly being such a great kickboxer, they barely use any of his martial arts prowess yeah. at all. Which is a shame, too, because some of the action sequences are pretty good. He should have used more of them. So what's your low light of this film? What's your... You already said it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's really not much else I could say about uh, what you just said other than... uh, Well... Yeah, the acting could have been better. Although I have to say there are certain villains that I did enjoy the acting of. Specific ones. Uh, Quick question. Do you remember the German guy's name? Uh, The German guy? No, I do not. Was it Einstein? I think it might have been. Because you want to know why he was your uh, standout, if that was Einstein? Why? Because here's another little thing we'll, we'll do before we jump into the high points of the film. What? Is there's two people in here, names that pop out to me in bit parts. Yeah. Early, like midpoint in the film when Alex Rain is, after he's being co-opted into this big conspiracy, mm-hmm. is being used for bait. Yeah. Looking for a woman named Julian. She, he finds her and she's shacked up with... Thomas Jane playing Billy. So a young Thomas Jane. So there's a one name people might be familiar with. Mm-hmm. The guy that you're thinking of, if it's Einstein, is mm-hmm. actually another famous character actor. Oh, a yeah. well-known character actor. Mm-hmm. So one that you might recognize as playing Rocher. I can't say the word. The guy from Watchmen. It's Rorschach? Rorschach, thank you. It, that <laughs> Jackie Earl uh, Haley. Okay, I know that, yeah. That's that's the guy you were thinking. So the only person who could act in the film is the only one that we would actually know of in any mm-hmm. other film series. Yeah. I thought the, the, the everybody else was competent, but those two were okay. Were like, those specific actors were good, but the main characters were not good. When you're a bit part of Thomas Jane playing the highest-pitched Thomas Jane I'd ever heard in my life, mm-hmm. is your, your, in a bit part, is a better actor than your lead. You made a mistake. Yeah, unfortunately. He he should have been the main character. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. What's your high point of the film? My high point of the film? Probably the uh, the, the themes. I like cyberpunk themes on uh, Border Between Humanity and Synthetic. I think they did a pretty good job in wrapping into a weird conspiracy plot. Uh, and I think even if the last line of the movie was cheesy, I think it did kind of fit in with everything. Although, that also depends on what yeah. version of the movie you're watching. Which we don't know what version of the movie I was watching because... Um... Well, I'll I'll mention that in a minute, too. (laughs) Because that's another confusing aspect. But, uh, yeah, you you go now, then. Um, Pass? I can't think of my high point for this film, which is really weird because, overall, I didn't hate the film, but I'm just like, I don't know what was my high point. It's... Mm -hmm. I guess the opening chase sequence... I like the art uh, style, too, in the movie. I thought there was some good uh, direction in there. (laughs) Like at the beginning of the movie when they're on the broken buildings is really cool. Yeah, I I thought that that opening sequence was pretty cool. 
mm-hmm. and might have been the most exciting out of all of, all of them. And mm-hmm. Like even the denouement, even the fight on the aeroplane uh, with the really terribly uh, done green screened cyborg skeleton, which doesn't appear in some versions of the film. I, don't, I still don't even that know. was a pretty bad sequence as well. But like I said, the opening is opens up fairly strong, even though it looked fairly cheap initially. And I was mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out if it was like a TV camera or an actual film camera they used for this. Randy doesn't know 90s movies that well, apparently. But yes. All right, then. Did so... I mention this movie looks very cheap? Yes, you just did. So what do you think is the best line of the movie, Randy? I'll, I'll let you lead. You mean the part where the villain gets up after almost being blown up and yells in a very odd accent, Fucking humans. No. He actually said, fuck the humans. (laughs) And this is a guy who spoke normally throughout, like with a flat American accent for the entire movie. Yeah, kind of got weirdly Terminator at that point. He became Arnold for a second. (laughs) And that would probably be the best line in the movie, mostly Mm -hmm. because... We can't, couldn't understand anything the 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 lead actor was. Saying. No, you can understand. It's like I'm I'm being uh, very reductive. You but kind of have to lean into it to understand. There were several times where I would look at JD and go, "What did he just say?" Yeah, like I said, kind of have to lean into it a bit. Unfortunately. Uh yeah, and I guess maybe the close second would have to be the final line of the movie, depending on your version of it, which which was a terrible joke mm-hmm. that was not earned in this whole entire movie. Because no. the movie ends with him being partnered up now with uh, the woman he just met, who also was a terrorist that was also in on the plot to to bring down this conspiracy. Okay, and they're discussing their next mission. And she goes, well, how will we get you through airport security? And him being mostly cybernetic goes... Piece by piece. piece. Yeah, trying to get back his humanity piece by piece, which is fine for a final line of the movie if that's the version version you saw. saw But the version we saw seems to have been spliced from several different ones because the version we saw actually ends with the line. um, Mm -hmm. I'm just got I lost the spot on here because it's a really badly laid out article. Ended with the line, Mm -hmm. "Should we take them out now?" And with a woman saying, "Why not?" Suggesting that they killed Alex and Max Impact. Which is kind of a... But that line only appears in the extended version of the film. Which is not the version of the film we saw. Because the extended (laughs) version of the film didn't have the aforementioned uh, fight on the plane with the really bad looking cyborg skeleton. I don't know. It's just confusing. But let's just cut to the chase, Randy. What would you give this one out of five? I give it a... I don't know. It's like... I. I'm going to say two because mm-hmm. I thought it worked overall. It's, mm-hmm. I thought there's a better movie in there. Yeah, but er- everything doesn't come together. It's mm. Keep in mind, I gave Radioactive Dreams a five. Technically gave it a four. Did I give it a four? Yeah. Okay, I thought I went back and upped it. but okay. You did, but you originally gave it a four. But this movie was bad. And it's, it's, it's like bad in the same sense as The Sword and the Sorcerer was bad. But it was better paced. So that's a plus. I don't know. I enjoyed it more than that I think the movie would have been better with a different set of actors. And I don't mean just being like, oh, it's just stuck with the original vision. It had a 13-year-old actress playing the main role just for added levels. No, I mean... They could have just added Thomas Jane as the main character. If they they went out on the street and just said, hey, dude, you can speak English? Mm. Okay, read these lines. Yeah. I think we would have been fine. It would have been proved that we were just giving it to Thomas Jane, honestly. But the action is kind of bland. 
they, there's a scene where I'm pretty positive they just filmed the, the two scenes at the same spot on the same day because they're jumping down waterfalls. And then they wind up back at the waterfall again, so they jump off of it again. It's, oh, yeah, there's issues with this movie. But it's not enough for me to say that it's like the apple and give it a one. Not for me to say, like, this is like a piece of garbage. No, mm. this is just like, there's... Is mm. this a cult classic? Is this a cult film? A little bit of one, yeah. I don't see it. What, what, what do you give it? I give it a three. It's a low three, but uh, three nonetheless. I enjoyed it. wasn't anything great, but I enjoyed uh, the themes. You, I enjoyed the action. You I, heard him, people. He grudgingly gave it a three. I was thinking about it. I think yeah, it's a, it's just a three. Um, I, I don't. I usually give things I don't like it to, but I enjoyed it. Um, I said the only thing I really didn't like was the acting of the two main characters. There are other things I didn't care for, but nothing that would really brought it down for me. The action does not stand out. The lines don't stand out. Well, that's also because you can hear half of them. <laughs> It's like, I don't even think... No, I think if we watched it with subtitles on, I don't think there would have been any memorable one-liners because I don't think that's the type of movie they were going for. I don't know. I'd probably have to watch it again just because of the type of movie it was. Well, keep in mind, you can always watch the... I don't even know what version we watched. sequels. I also don't even know what version we watched. But anyway, that's pretty much it for that one. Uh, we'll probably be back with a different type of movie. We'll see, yes. We'll see. But until then, everybody, uh, I'm JD... And I'm Randy, and this was yet another exciting adventures of the non-canonical adventures of JD and Randy. On our holiday special for the summer. Next time we'll probably have a much more summer-type movie. Than yeah, I, I, I guess summer is a holiday. A t- holiday special type of thing, because that's what we're doing. Anyway, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I'm waiting. He has what they must have. Jared's mind and soul, Alex. In a world where humanity is measured in percentages... Only Alex Rain knows the path to redemption to the cyborg enemy. He is their nemesis.